0: It is that time, everybody, time to get in the cage. We do it every Friday here on seven ten ESPN Seattle. And a pleasure to bring back to the program a man who covers combat sports, MMA, and boxing for yahoo sports.com, one of the best in the business. Kevin Ioli is with us. Kevin, how are you, sir?
1: I am great, Bob. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's it's good to talk
0: to you. Wanna hit a couple different things with you, but let me, let me start with a guy I know you've spoken to uh, probably a million times throughout his career, and is always finding his way into trouble. And this time, it's a different kind of trouble, and that's John Jones. How do you? How, I, I'm not sure what your opinion was of him prior to this, but I, I'm just curious. He, he, you know, is does that change now that we we've got this story? He's had obviously numerous run-ins with the law and issues outside of the cage, but for me, this one is different. How do you how do you view John Jones after hearing this story?
1: Well, you know, uh, two things, you know, number one, always you want to hear all the facts, right? You don't want to make a... Uh, decision before you know all the facts. And, you know, there's allegations made, but we don't have all the facts yet. So, so, you know, sooner or later, we will get those. But, you know, I mean, obviously, it's despicable. And, you know, John obviously has uh, a substance abuse problem, and, you know, he can't handle alcohol now. I mean, he wasn't able to handle, uh, and not too many people are, drugs. But, you know, now uh, now alcohol as well is, is getting into it. And so, you know, you, I mean, I, I think what happened was despicable, but I also feel sad because, you know, anytime people have those kind of demons that they, they need to turn to, you know, drugs or alcohol to solve their problems, you know, you, you have to feel sorry for them. So it's a little, you know, a little bit of both. I mean, but there's never, you know, domestic violence or violence of any kind other than, than what we cover, um, you know, sanctioned, uh, in the ring or in the cage is, is inappropriate. and Um, so, you know, I, I feel like it's, uh, you know his career is hanging in the balance right now. He
0: he's he's such an interesting guy because me is is a, a fan, he's my favorite fighter. I love watching the guy uh do what he does in there. I think he's the greatest that's ever done it. I've interviewed him numerous times. He couldn't be more charming, more accommodating. I mean it's impossible not to like him when you talk to him. Yet I feel like maybe he's a bit of a con man. That he just knows how to work people and that you know there's a really dark side to this guy. Uh, that, you know, things, something like this happens. I can't, I can't root for this guy anymore. And I know we're supposed to be reporters or you are, but we're supposed to be objective and things like that. I, for me as a fan, I, it's like, all right, well, that, that's a line. I just can't, I can't cross for you as a journalist. Is it hard for you not to get into a position where you, Hey, I really like this guy. I'm really pulling for this guy. Is it hard not to have a personal feeling attached to these guys?
1: Well, you know my way of looking at things might be different than most but whenever anybody has trouble i always pull for them to, to turn their lives around and to do well right i mean i don't want to see anybody struggle and i don't want to see anybody you know ruin their career whether it's a, a golfer or a, a fighter or a football player or whatever i don't want to see them ruin their career because of you know uh dependencies on drugs and alcohol uh, which is what I think John's issues are. And so, you know, I root for them to turn it around. And so, of course, I root for John to turn it around. Um, I feel badly, you know, his three kids were in Las Vegas with him when that incident occurred. Um, you know he's been with uh, Jesse, uh, his uh, fiance for you know close to 20 years. I mean a long time they've been together, and you know this isn't the first time that they've had some some run-ins. And I mean I feel you know I feel badly for her, and you know obviously horrible for the kids that they had to go through this. Um, and you just pray in John's case that you know he can he can uh, right the ship. And because if he can, think of what the benefits to the public would be. You know if you can look at a guy who had so many downfalls and so many problems in his life and if he could turn it around that could be an inspiration to other people who were struggling and whatnot um you know it may not happen uh you may not ever be able to get over it but you know you root for that to be the case because there could there would be some good to come out of it
0: and as you said you got to wait for all the facts to come out we'll see what ultimately is is out there you know the details right now are ugly and 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 off-putting to say the very least but you know there are people calling on Dana you got to cut him you got to cut him and and i think Dana for at this moment is taking the right approach like you saying hey let's see what what comes out of this let's see what the details are but he's also been in a position before with somebody like Greg Hardy and we can go up and down the list on the roster right. of people that have had domestic violence issues and has not cut them so that would that would be a new move for him and i would be surprised if he did it but let's just hypothetically kevin say all right we get all the details everything we heard is accurate and john is the guy that did what he was accused of doing what should dana white do
1: i think he should be cut at that point i don't think there's any question you know um could I, he could he, it,
0: uh, could he do that could he sorry kevin yeah. interrupt but could he do that being as he doesn't really you know hey well what about greg hardy what about you know uh uh, uh any number of fighters that have been accused or have been shown to have, have done the same thing that you didn't cut how well, why start with john many,
1: many... John's had many, many instances of, you know, police run-ins and different things where, you know, he's been in jail many times, you know, multiple times, and he's had. So in John's case, like, you know, as far as I know, and I'm not an expert on Greg Hardy's record, um, I I think the incident with the woman uh, the one time when he was with the Panthers was the only incident he's ever had. um, And then it, it, it turned out, you know, I guess it's a technicality, but he wasn't convicted. Um, but you know, John has had multiple instances and he's been given many chances. And so I think that, that is a differentiator. You know, sometimes if, you know, if you're caught police please also say, you know what? Okay. Just slow down and be careful. You know, I know you understand that Just slow down next time, but if it's the second or third or fourth time, he catches you, he's not going to give you a break again. And I think that's, you know, that's the case with John. I mean, if, if this is if the facts are you know, born out and, and he did this and, you know, he, he hit his fiance and caused her to bleed, uh, uh, he doesn't deserve to fight, the privilege to fight in the USA.
0: Kevin Ioli is our guest here for just a few more moments on 710 ESPN Seattle. I want to get a quick thought from you on a couple of uh, names in boxing, and one that that everybody is obviously very familiar with, and Manny Pacquiao finally calling it a career, which I think he absolutely made the right decision. Could have made that decision before yeah. this last fight, but I, I get the excitement after after the Keith Thurman fight, feeling like, hey, I'm still in the thick of this thing. where where does he go down for you amongst the all-time greats? I mean, you look at the numbers, you look at the titles and the weight divisions and where he started weight-wise, where he ended up, the people he fought. It's hard not to argue he's one of the greatest to ever step into the ring. But for you, where, where would you put him?
1: In my column the other day, I said, you know, between 25 and 50. And I think, you know, um, Manny was a tremendous fighter, and he would have been competitive in any era. The problem that, you know, Manny had when he, you know, and, and remember, we're grading, this would be like grading golfers against Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas, right? I mean, right. You know, we're grading against the best who's ever done it. Um, you know, he, he had some, you know, he had eight losses. You know, he got knocked cold a couple of times. And so that diminishes, you know, if you want to put him in the top ten or the top 15 a little bit harder. So I, I think he fits it, you know, at around 25 to 50. I mean, there's been so many great fighters in the history of boxing, and when you look at the names that would definitely be above him and, you know, uh, you know, higher than 50, I mean, that it's a great honor to put him there. I mean, he, he was a lineal champion in five different weight classes, just unprecedented, amazing to do. Uh, a, a champion in eight different weight classes, again, amazing to do. Um, and, you know, he, he ended up going all the way up and fighting at 154 pounds. I mean, what he, he accomplished He fought six Hall of Famers. There's four other guys on his resume that still have a chance to get in. One almost certainly would be Miguel Cotto will get in, um, maybe even this year. Um, And then, uh, you know, three other ones uh, that have a chance. That That would mean if those four guys get in, that would mean that he fought 10 Hall of Famers, out of 72 professional fights and and, you know that doesn't happen uh, much these days and so you know that that just tells you the kind of guy he is
0: yeah he was i mean amazing considering how small he was the weight division he started in versus where he ends up and what he achieved is just uh, miraculous and and i'm thankful that he's he's decided to call it a career because you you know this sport boxing mma more than any other sport you don't really get cut, so to speak, like you do in the NFL or Major League Baseball. Being released, right. these guys tend to go way past uh, their expiration date, if you will. Um, and and speaking of that, did you did you watch the uh, the Holyfield Vitor Belfort fight? Were you there? What, what what was your take on that? Was for me not. that I was sad to
1: watch it. I refused to watch it. I did see uh, the highlights, you know, quote unquote highlights on Twitter, um, you know, and I put quotes around it because I think it was it was disgusting. And you know, um, I've written this, I've said it a number of times, you know thriller' a bunch of bozos, and you know, putting these guys in they're they're putting people's lives at risk. I mean, any promoter is doing that to a degree right because you never know what can happen, but there's all sorts of safety precautions taken, and you try to match the fights to make the you know make the as even as possible in this case, you know you're getting a fifty year eight year old guy who hadn't fought in ten years who looked terrible the last time he fought, um, you know, had been training and you're throwing them into a fight, uh, I, I mean, it, it, to me, it's just reprehensible. And um, I hate it, and I hate the fact that, you know, these guys feel like they need to do it. And, you know, obviously Holyfield needs the money. I mean, uh, it, you know, he he's declared bankruptcy a couple times. That's, that's pretty well known. Um, and I, I feel bad about it, but, you know, you know this is a this isn't a play business and you know you get very badly hurt if you're fighting at that age and, and no nobody of that ilk needs to be getting hit in the head again
0: yeah it was I, I i watched it it was it was as sad as you imagined from the highlight i mean he didn't really get hit clean and you just see he's got no he could hardly move he's got no legs it was just yeah man and he's one of my all-time favorite fight by the way where would you rank him amongst your all-time greats is he a top 20 fighter is he where where is he for you
1: You know, I think he's one of the top heavyweights. I I don't put him, you know, I think he's a little bit, you know, he's between 50 and 100, you know. So he would be one of the guys that, you know, would be above above, uh, Pacquiao. Uh, But I think, you know, I mean, no doubt. I mean, you know, look at all the, you know, the great wins that he had, the people that he beat. Uh, He was undisputed cruiserweight champion, undisputed heavyweight champion. Uh, you know, he's one of the best to ever, ever have done it. And, uh, there, you know, there's no doubt. I mean, he got a bronze medal instead of a gold in the Olympics because of, you know, inadvertent foul. And, I mean, it didn't even have to be called, but uh, it was. And uh, he got a bronze medal. But, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, is one of the best ever. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, he, he's a top 100 player of all time, no doubt, and one of the one of the top 10 heavyweights of all time
0: last thing before i let you go uh what what was your takeaway from nick diaz's performance it was physically we we saw you know promos of him leading up to the fight and he looked decidedly doughier than he ever has physically i mean he's never been a, a guy with really fast hands so i didn't you know i didn't really expect much there but he just looked like a guy despite the effort that wasn't physically prepared to be there what was your takeaway
1: yeah, you know, a lot of people, you know, in fact, Dana said at the Contender Series the other day that he thought Nick Diaz looked incredible. And, you know, I, I I disagreed with that. I mean, you know, he threw a lot of punches and, you know, he was aggressive as Diaz is. But like I thought, like when he threw that opening kick, you know, that, to me it looked really slow. It was almost like a, I was watching a kick in slow motion. And, you know, when we say that fighters don't have fast hands, you know, that's comparing them on a scale to the best people in the world. Um, but you know, of course Nick Diaz has fast hands compared to pretty much anybody else. But I, I thought he looked very mortal, uh, in that fight and uh you know, so I was not impressed and I think, you know, Nick uh I it's impossible to predict what he might do. Um, but I think he would be wise to you know, to go back uh, to teaching and doing other things and, and not uh not getting into mix and fighting. Uh, you know, just uh at this stage from what I saw out of that, you know, are there people he could beat? Of course. But do I think it's worth it for him and is the risk uh, worth the reward? I, I would say no.
0: Yeah, uh, one. Oh, I lied. One more. Just a quick thought from me before I let you go. Uh, back to boxing for a moment. Anthony Joshua loses a big fight because it was it was going to be the next step before he fights Tyson Fury, assuming Fury gets past Wilder, and he loses again. It, it just it, it feels like he's. I, I watch him, Kevin. I look at him. I go, man. I mean, the guy is built like a building. He's he's got size. He's got he's got very natural ability. He's more naturally gifted than than Deontay Wilder is. Yet something's missing in him is it is it is it just that that sort of heart of a lion if you will that guy that just wants to go in there and 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 engage in combat or what how do you see these failings we saw him against andy ruiz now we see him in this fight what do you make of anthony joshua
1: i think there's two you know those are those two losses are two vastly different losses you know against uh ruiz you know he knocked ruiz down he was going for the kill and he got caught And that happens, right? You know, you don't, uh, I'm not going to blame him for getting caught, you know, and I don't think he was ever the same from the third round until the seventh when he ended up getting stopped. You know, he got hurt really badly and just, you know, probably had a concussion in the third round and, you know, lasted until the seventh when they stopped the fight. Uh, so no, you know, I don't have any criticism of that. You know, that is something you know in heavyweight boxing, especially at the highest level that could happen at any time. I, I thought strategically in this fight, uh, he had a horrible game plan going in, and I think he's a smarter guy than that. And I thought his coach, Rob McCracken, did him a big disservice. You know, they, they get to the late part of the fight, and it was either after the 10th or after the 11th line, one of the two. And it was very clear that, you know, Usyk, if he ends up on his feet, is going to win the fight. And, uh, and McCracken is telling him, oh, remember to move, use your jab, box him. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, it's yeah. clear that Usyk uh, is out him. And he needed to say, you need to get a knockout. And A.J., you know, if you want to call him uh, mechanical, it's that he pays way too much attention to the coaches and doesn't have enough feel for himself. You now what made Muhammad Ali great, when he was in there, you know, he kind of figured out what, what would work. And when he did the rope-a-dope, if you saw the Ali documentary, they, they discussed it. You know, they're saying, get off the ropes. What are you doing? And, um, you know, he said, you know, shut the F up, you know, because <laughs> uh, he, he knew what he was doing. And Anthony Joshua needs to do that, I think, you know, he needs to have that feel say, Hey, you know, boxing this guy isn't the right move. I need to go out there and use my size, use my strength, and I need to rough him up and I need to I need to fight like a big man. And, you know, so I think Anthony has a lot of skills and I think he's certainly a salvageable fighter. But I, I, I would say that, you know, what he did, uh, the other day, you know, certainly was just a, you know, his personality, you know, he, he's, he's an obedient, um, you know, thoughtful guy, listens to his coaches, pay, you know, and, and I think he, he paid for it when the coach had a bad game plan.
0: Yeah. It's it's a, he's a curious guy definitely. Very tantalizing to watch but and then in the biggest moments it's it's gone the other direction. Kevin Ioli of YahooSports.com has been our guest here. Always a fun conversation with him. Kevin, thanks so much for taking the time. I appreciate it and I look forward to talking to you again.
1: Anytime my man